0: The Studio Cuts Podcast with WRRV.
1: The Hudson Valley's Alternative 92.796.9 WRRV. It's Val time for another episode of our Studio Cuts Podcast. This is when we have the chance to talk to some of the artists that have been featured on our Sunday Studio Cut show about what they've got going on, what's new in their music world. This week, I had the chance to chat with Dez Rocks ahead of the release of his debut album. I'm so excited that you joined us again. You interviewed with us, I want to say it was back in May. He was talking about like, oh, what can we expect this year? And you were like, oh, big things, big things. But it was nothing like this week, which is a really big week for you, right?
0: Yeah, no, it's a lot going on at once. And I'm, uh, I'm really, really, really excited. So big things for sure.
1: Absolutely. So again, we're so excited to have you again. The album is like, what, four days away?
0: Oh, it's crazy. I haven't even thought about it like that.
1: No? All right, well, well, we'll put some stress on you. How are you feeling? I mean, I hope I didn't make you nervous right now, but...
0: No, I'm, I'm excited for everything to come out. I'm excited for people to finally hear this music. I'm excited to just shake things up and put out some really big, bad records.
1: I have to tell you, I got a sneak peek only this morning. Like at nine o'clock, my email went off and it was like, if you want to take a listen to it before you chat, I was like, yeah, I do. It
0: oh, man. Very good. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. You've got the goods early. That's crazy
1: which we never do, or at least it never comes down to me. Like other people get it and I'm like, thanks you guys. But um, it went directly to me this time. I have to tell you, MMC, I've been listening to that one over and over.
0: Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: Do you have a favorite track on the album yet? Or
0: uh, It's tough because they all kind of represent such different parts of like my musical DNA and they all mean different things to me personally and emotionally, so I can't choose. Don't make me choose.
1: Okay, I won't. I won't. (laughs) I mean, I'll tell you that. So far, that's my favorite one. And I read that Queen was a big influence for you growing up. That song reminds me, like, it gives me like a little, like, Killer Queen influence. I was like, is that what I hear in there? I don't know if it's me analyzing it.
0: No, I mean, I think all those things I grew up on and that I listen to still to this day, like, they all kind of sink into my musical DNA, and they all come out at different times and in different ways. So without a doubt, there's a certain uh, grandiosity in that song that I could definitely trace a line back to the OG.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Um. So obviously you've released some, some like other music before, but this is the first full length. This is your debut album. Is, is the pressure on, is it, I, I know you wrote this. It was like, You did it on your own. You wrote it, you recorded it with not a lot of outside help. So like, what was that like? How do you feel?
0: Yeah, like doing it on my own uh, allowed me the creative freedom to just literally do whatever I wanted and to make it so personal. And for every single note and for every single lyric to be directly from my soul to the listener. Um, But it was a tough process. It was a lonely process. I think it nearly killed me. Um, But at the end of the day, like, I couldn't believe more in the, the album that I made. And I'm, I'm so excited for everyone to finally hear
1: it. As I think, like I mentioned, I think they'll be impressed. It, it really is. A lot of your music uh, really hits people where some other artists may not dig that deep into like personal stuff and make you really think about like life that way. So I think I can say thank you. And I appreciate how, how personal your music is.
0: Oh, thank you. That, that means the world to
1: me Val. Thank you. Um, and we, I was reading an article that you categorize it as not your average rock album.
0: Oh, definitely not, yeah.
1: Is that kind of your like mantra of like making music?
0: Oh, absolutely. Like For me, it's all about um, constantly pushing and challenging what it means to be a rock artist in 2021. For me, it's all about constant innovation while at the same time um, always having a very personal and emotional thread to all the music so when it comes to song structures and production techniques i'm always exploring and pushing what i can do um and in a sense like that to me is the mission to never do anything down the middle to always take the biggest swing possible and either i'm going to knock it out of the park or i'm going to fall straight on my butt and uh anything that's a bass hit I'm, I'm not into
1: okay that, i mean that's a good, that's a good way to approach it and you'll learn either way right Either oh, absolutely. You're like, uh, we got to go this way next time or or it's a grand slam even.
0: Yeah, you know, I think like I think Queen with Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, you don't just get like a bunch of middle of the road songs and then all of a sudden they write Bohemian Rhapsody. It's like years and years of taking those big swings and those big chances to finally one day get a Bohemian Rhapsody. And I think a lot of artists are scared to do that um because they're so obsessed with the immediate feedback of the music they put out mm-hmm. but Constantly keeping that long-term vision um, is so important to me.
1: Did you, I'm sure you watched the Queen Bohemian Rhapsody movie, right? I did, yeah. What did you think about that part specifically when they kept turning down Bohemian Rhapsody and they were like, well.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's par for the chorus, you know, it's a story of my life. Um, just growing up here in New York and uh, like playing shows and always being the odd kid out on the bill. Pretending I was playing the 80,000 people when I was playing to like a bartender and my cousin, Uh, you know, and uh, just kind of like, but that's but but staying with that vision, you know what I mean? And just like, no matter what, no matter what other people think, no matter what other people, especially in the industry tell you, like, that's paramount. And it could be tough to do. um, But I support it fully.
1: You got to really have tough skin. I mean, you you have to go in there knowing that some people might say no, thanks.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Or just be like so blindly uh, faithful in what you're doing. <laughs> so that's a little combination of both a little megalomania, a little bit of a thick skin, and uh, a whole lot of grit, I guess.
1: That's awesome. That's like a, a Hallmark card or some sort of like motivational poster, right?
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, you had a bad day. You got rejected by a label here. Has it have a Des Rocks pick me up card?
1: That's awesome. All right. We're going to put some copyright on that right here. Over. So so just a couple seconds ago, you mentioned, you know, playing for your cousin and, and the bartender. And now you're playing Firefly this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I know when you spoke to us a couple months ago, you were like, there's something big, but I can't say it. Was that it?
0: Oh, no, there's still something big, but I can't say Bigger. It really. There's always big stuff coming. And maybe some of it's real and and okay. maybe some of it's in my head. But I, I never know the difference between two, to be honest.
1: OK, but I mean, <laughs> Firefly is big.
0: Yes, I'm and very then, excited.
1: And two shows this weekend. I know you're doing two stages.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, we, yeah have that.
1: Attention. we usually send listeners to Firefly. So that's one of our, our big exciting events.
0: Yeah, I'm doing a Bud Light um, small stage show on Friday. And then I'm doing the main stage next day, Saturday.
1: And then your headlining tour.
0: Yes. Also a
1: big one. W- what does that feel like going into like your tour that you crafted?
0: Uh, it's crazy, especially just given the circumstances under which I'm doing it. Um, but it's very exciting and just being able to play for like more than 45 minutes is going to be pretty thrilling for me.
1: Do you, I mean, how do you approach a show that you're obviously playing more than 45 minutes that you're not doing solo? I mean, you did the album by yourself, but you have a team working with you on the tour.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, live, it's a full band of, uh, just like my closest friends and musical collaborators for many years here in New York. And uh, we like to put on a good time. Yeah. I, I don't like really playing just by myself. I like to, it's more fun with other people.
1: I'm sure. And yeah. so they, do you all go on the road together? Like are you all crashing in one bus or is it?
0: Oh yeah. We're, we're in the van life. You know what I mean? So we're just wow. literally rubber at the pavement. Yeah.
1: Okay. So that'll be exciting for you. Is there oh, yeah. any, is there any one spot that's on your, your stop? list uh with this tour that you're like i can't wait to play this venue
0: oh yeah i mean the troubadour in los angeles is, is so iconic you know you kind of got that rocket man moment of ellen john flying away from the piano in that movie right. and uh i'm gonna try and replicate it see are you really
1: <laughs> i mean if i <laughs> if i can get my hands on a piano and some cable band,
0: maybe yeah
1: i'm so gullible i'm like really you're gonna do that that's awesome i wanna
0: fly that's my dream
1: that's great Now, you've obviously played, um, you've toured with a number of artists. We talked about the Stones last time um, that we spoke to you earlier this year. What was touring with grandson like? We've worked with him a number of times. Um, He's done some stuff for us digitally, virtually, and he puts on a really cool performance.
0: Yeah, he's a great guy and a good friend. He took me out of my first Ezrock tour, and I'm, I'm super grateful
1: for that. Awesome. Uh, what I want to make sure that I hit all of my stuff. Is it true that you have a law degree?
0: Oh yeah. I have a bunch of degrees and stuff. You know, I, I like to uh, learn a lot. So, um, you know, in my spare time, I like to study and read quite a bit. I'm a bit of a, uh, bookworm in that sense. Okay. And, uh, yeah. I'm a, a little bit of a Renaissance guy in that, in that way.
1: Do you think you'll ever practice law or do you think that's just kind of like, I have it. It's cool.
0: Uh, I'm too, I'm too focused on the art and making music all day and all night. So doing that is of no interest to me.
1: Okay. But you have it. And that's a big accomplishment, I'd say. (laughs)
0: Thanks.
1: That's awesome. Um, Is the room that you're in right now where you did, uh, where you worked on the album?
0: Most of it. Yeah. Uh, A lot of it was made in my bedroom. And then the rest of it was made in this little studio here in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, um, Lot, a lot of memories in this room and we're cleaning it out right now to get ready for Torah, which is a weird feeling you know it's like the last episode of a sitcom where the character like looks into the empty apartment and turns the light and closes the door and then that's it you know that's how i feel right now
1: leaving home it feels like like the closing of friends like yeah. when they like, shut the door and they're like well that's it it's gotta be um, a weird feeling i mean there's yeah. probably a lot of attachment to all that you've accomplished in that space
0: yeah. I mean, uh, so much of the album was made in here and uh, it's it's been 18 months since I've been on the road. So it is a weird feeling.
1: Now, have you done a live show yet since COVID or will no. we, this weekend will be the first one?
0: This will be my first time performing for People. Yeah, we've done some live streams and things like now, that, but nothing quite matches up to actually playing for real fans.
1: Is it a weird feeling to get back out on stage, even though it's what you know it's what you work for you've done it before but with after all this time
0: i mean I'll, i think i'll be able to tell you better once i s- step foot on that first stage you know to me it's like so in my blood and it's what i was put on this earth to do um but at the same time there is like a little bit of a oh i haven't done this in a minute feeling i think i'll be pretty winded a few songs in so <laughs> yeah we'll see
1: that's awesome um as far as i know we hate to talk about it the COVID thing but like in addition to writing an album and working on an album is there anything you picked up like a hobby a trait? i was talking to one of the guys from milky chance last week and he was like yeah i took up pottery i never would have expected this like big german dude to be like I have a a wheel in my house now
0: (laughs) yeah i wish i would say i wish i was allowed the the freedom of mind to just kind of go explore non-musical things i think if anything i became like hyper obsessed with with the music and making the album and the and all the songs in the production. Um, I wish I came out of this with a great hobby. I would love to make some like clay mugs for Tora or something. Right. Like
1: that. Well, apparently Milky Chance is who you need to talk to.
0: <laughs> if I'm at a festival, I'm going to hit him up. Like,
1: you guys got any free bowls or mugs I could use? He's like, I, I totally have a bunch of mugs. That's what we do now. Like, this is so people were talking about like, oh, I, I started baking banana bread. And he's like, yeah, we throw clay now. Huh. I guess, you know, a real good. Person in a Real Bad Place is just a couple days away, so I guess we'll close where we started. Any final thoughts of, of on the uh, couple days to the eve of your album?
0: Yeah, I mean, enjoy the quiet before the storm. That's what I'll say. Like, buckle up. When you listen to this thing, it's a journey from front to back, and uh, it means a lot to me, so I, I can't wait for the world to hear it.
1: I'm excited for everyone to hear it. I'm thankful that um, your people let me get a a sneak peek of it. I definitely have had it on all morning and I really appreciate the music, everything that you put into it and for taking the time to chat with us today. It was really cool to have you back.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. I I appreciate it enormously.
1: And good luck Friday and good luck at Firefly. And on the tour, we'll see you uh, in New York. Is it November, December? November 4th. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Hometown show. Coming That's
1: back. awesome. And you're doing like a big release for the album then too?
0: Uh there will definitely be some partying. I don't know if it's gonna be okay. four months, but uh
1: <laughs> we'll we'll see. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're so cool to talk to. Thank
0: you so much. I appreciate it.
1: And good luck this week. We'll be thinking about you. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Bye. Again, my thanks to Des Rocks for chatting with us. A real good person in a real bad place. His debut album is now available. Thank you for hanging out for another edition of our Studio Cuts podcast with the Hudson Valley's alternative WRRV. The Studio Cuts podcast with WRRV.